0: This is a Crowds Podcast. I hey, Bert, what's occurring? Luke, I've heard you've um, been on a different podcast, you little traitor. Yeah, yeah. With your mate actually, had a chat with Sam Warburton, uh, he's got a new podcast called Captains, come around my house and everything, made him a brew, bit nervous but uh, yeah. Yeah, so here's a clip for all you What's Occurring listeners, apparently Luke talks about something quite deep that he regrets, now I don't know what it is but I'm guessing it'll be maybe something to do with 2019 tour when he got disqualified, am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, nailed it, we... It's a really interesting, um, really really interesting bloke actually, and we got, you know, sometimes you just have a chin wag, but we got quite into it. And um, he said, "What you know?" He had one of his massive regrets was getting red carded in. I probably should get this right. I hope we get it right. World Cup final was it? G. Semi final against France. Yeah, in New Zealand. Yeah. So he said that was like his biggest regret, and he said I, he asked what mine was, and mine was, um, yeah, getting chick chucked out the tour with uh with tony martin that's my biggest regret so live and learn don't we yeah you do and um that seems a lot longer ago than 2019 so if you want to hear more of luke and sam you can download the full episode by searching for captains enjoy
1: i, will I always imagine the tour de france is just this like phenomenal thing to be involved in we just can't escape it is it like that as a captain and is it hard to escape from all that pressure
2: yeah, everything's on another level and it's you're just in this pressure cooker. More people, more pressure, you know, more people view in, higher risk, higher reward. Do you like that? I love it, yeah. yeah. I love it. It's where I make I think the best decisions. Yeah, I quite I thrive off the pressure.
1: Is that what makes you or one of the factors which makes you a good captain?
2: Tough question. Um the point I keep putting across is the calmer you are, the better you are and I think yeah. any nervousness is is energy mm. and it's wasted energy and that's just it just adds up. Like we say, you start a race with a bag of sand and you start the race and you pop it with a pin and the sand starts dropping out. And every acceleration you do, every wasted nervous energy is just an extra pinprick. And if you stick enough pinpricks in there, all the sand's going to fall out and that's your energy. That bag yeah. of sand's your energy. Put as few pinpricks in there as possible and you'll have more sand left for the end of the race. So that's what, how you kind of talk about it in layman's terms and we still talk about it on the bus. Don't yeah, prick your bag, nice. bag of sand, boys. Yeah. Calmness is, is, is key. And also, you've seen it all before. Nothing. There's not many things that surprise you or shock you or you make mistakes. I'd say that's the big one, actually, how you respond to a mistake. Because in any walk of life, any sport, you're going to make mistakes. But when it's easy to be cool, calm, collected, when it's all going well and smooth. Right, we're all in control. We're nailing this. You know, our leader's brilliant. All eight guys are on song. But how often does that really happen? So if someone crashes, you know, your leaders missed a split, your leader's underfueled, your bike's broken, all these things that are going wrong, I think that's where, over the years, you've seen it all before. Well, this happened last year, that happened three years ago, he's crashed before. That's where you can make the differences kind of calm, under pressure. That comes with experience, I guess.
1: If I said to you as a captain, is there anything that just comes to your mind that bugs you, like a, maybe a decision you might have got wrong or a mistake mistake yeah. you made, what, what comes to mind?
2: If you say, right, one thing you regret, something that quite a lot of people know about, And now, further down the line, a lot of people joke about, and I even joke about it, but deep down, it's a decision I massively regret, and it was the 2019 Tour de France. I got disqualified from the Tour de France. I was going to ask you
1: about this, we can go there now. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: cool. And it was myself and another rider, Tony Martin, and it was, he was riding for Jumbo Visma, I was riding for, it was Ineos at the time, yeah. And we were like the two top teams in the race with the two top leaders, and he had the same role as me. So we were at loggerheads and this was, I actually got disqualified on the stage 18 of the 21. He was pissing me off, I was pissing him off and as the days (laughs) were going by, we were just grinding on each other. I was
1: just built up over the tour, not just on the day.
2: And people see the one incident and go, well, they both just lost their heads but it was, we were grinding on each other and I had a lot of respect for him at the time and I have a lot of respect for him now. You know, he's achieved tenfold what I have in my career but we were just annoying each other and He did something to me. I did something on the day where it happened. He chopped me up. I chopped him up. And then we turned the corner and we both just lost our heads and got kicked out of the Tour de France. And, you know, a lot of people joke about it and laugh about it, but that lives with you forever. And that's a tick in the black box, you know. You don't want to be thrown out of the biggest sporting event in the world or one of the biggest sporting events in the world. And they went on to win that Tour de France with Egan Bernal. And they said, do you want to come? No, they called me. They said, Luke, we want you to come back to Paris for the party. And I was like, my head's in the shed I'm embarrassed to come back they said no 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 we want you to come you're part of the team you know you did 18 stages so I went back something i always remember I was in the the crowd in in the stands and just seeing the Tour de France come around the corner with Egan in yellow jersey and the remaining squad in the yellow jersey thinking if I didn't do that three days ago I'd have been there it still bugs me you know I should have been there that was a special moment and it was um, a mistake that me and Tony made, and it, you know, we paid for it. And I haven't said that. It might have been the first time I've said it publicly, but um, that bugs you, and that annoys you. And you kind of, a few years later on, you look back and you've grown up a bit. You go, I just a plonk, you know, <laughs> stupid. But we live and learn, don't we? Uh,
1: uh, the reason I ask that is, um, like I say, not to sort of dig you out because I remember, oh, I, I remember know. seeing the scene when it happened, which I thought, like maybe there's some clips I didn't see, but from what I saw. It looked like he did go to take you right off the road, you yeah. know. And I remember thinking, like you know, your wheel, and the front wheel was going sort of thing. You saved yourself, and I remember thinking, that's a bit, that's a bit dirty. Yeah. So I can completely understand your reaction, and the reason I I picked up on it. I remember thinking, I think I know what Luke's going through because in 2011 I got sent off in the semi final of a World Cup. Me getting sent off cost us that World Cup final. God knows what would have happened if we got there. But I had this horrendous feeling of guilt. Was I not composed? And it's hard to escape that. And you worry: is that going to be what people? Is that going to be the moment that defines my career? And you don't want it to be, you know. So I'd like to ask you: How did you get over that moment?
2: I think, firstly, I'd say the difference there is: you said it cost you the game, which for us and for me, luckily, they went on to win. If there had been one of them days in the next three days because I actually watched it, the whole thing, sat in front of the sofa the next few mm-hmm. days, and I was...
1: After I, the event, yeah, you sat back and watched once, it?
2: once i come back to Cardiff and I got kicked out, and I, I I couldn't get away from the TV. And it was hard watching that, but I was thinking, if there was a moment in them three days where something had happened, something had gone wrong, then that would have really hurt me. But luckily, there's such an experienced bunch that I wasn't that that missed. How I got over it, I mean, I'm over it now, but it still bugs me. It just, It just annoys me a little bit, you know? It's such a... A special thing to right pull onto the champs Elysees, and you know eight of you look left look right and it's, it's you eight we all get like a signature something yellow on you it's special you know and um i don't know if i'll do it again in my career maybe yes maybe no but that's something that you know i never took for granted the hardest thing for me was just not not being there but i would i would say yeah, probably the first thing I did is something I wouldn't recommend. Is just go straight to the pub and have <laughs> eight, ten pints and
1: drown your sorrows. That was
2: pretty much the first thing I did. I yeah. went to the cottage and uh, had a few drinks. Which, what? Yeah, go to the bottle. I wouldn't. That's not something I suggest. But um, <laughs> so that was the first thing I did, and then woke up the next morning and watched, watched the bike race. But I'm glad I did go back to Paris. And the hardest thing was, you know, you're part of this circus on the road and you're going from place to place and you're in the bubble and you kind of forget like the scale of the event because you're just in the bubble you know I woke, woke up the next morning and they say right we're going to the start now and you're not so here's a taxi to the airport and wish you on your way and I said right now I'm going to say goodbye to the boys properly so I went on the kitchen truck I saw oh, guys just want to say goodbye I'm I'm sorry I haven't got much more to say I'm just sorry and I, I broke down in tears and I I'm not a crier. Sometimes I should probably cry more. I've cried at my wedding, but cried at my child's birth, but I haven't cried for a long, long time. And I remember I was just on that kitchen truck and I was looking at each of the boys and I, I just felt, I didn't care about myself one bit. I was just like, I've let these guys down. We were not in the yellow Jersey at the time, but it was a real dog fight. It could have gone three ways. So leaving them guys, what we'd been through, training camp, races prior, been through 18 days, you go through so much with them guys. And I just thought, I just let them down. And you just want to go home and lock the door and just, just hide. I came back to Cardiff for a couple of days, went back to Paris, and definitely the right thing to go to Paris. And they were all, if if someone else makes a mistake, you just, mate, don't worry, we all make a mistake, it's yeah. fine. But when it's you, know. it's harder to justify it to yourself, isn't it? And I remember G saying, he was on race and um, he came to my room and he was like, mate, the thing is, the only reason you got so pissed off and it escalated that much is because you care and because you wanted to do the best for the team and yeah I do wear my heart on my sleeve and it was a massive mistake but you know little things like that when a mate comes to your room who you've known for 20 years yeah that made it a little bit easier as well and um, but he's right yeah if, if if someone doesn't care at all then they're probably not going to go that extra little bit and I was yeah in for the boys but uh, yeah still something I regret massively I-
0: network, a place where you belong.